Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high. The best part of the weekend, hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend, having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the BSN Broncos podcast. And as always, the BSN Broncos podcast is presented by Elixinol. Don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of the hemp balm oil, a topical pain reliever that is just one of Elixinol's many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your, of your purchase will go to a nonprofit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. Well, Zach, how are you? I am fantastic, Ryan. How are you? Happy end of voluntary minicamp. You know, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss voluntary <laughs> minicamp. It's come and gone like a summer day. And I'm proud of you for showing up. I mean, it was voluntary. And we're both veterans now. You know, I really thought hard, long and hard about that word voluntary this morning <laughs> as I woke up <laughs> on about two hours of sleep because after going to the Avs game last night, I... I couldn't sleep. I was oh, too hyped. I thought you had tickets to the schedule release party. Uh, no, I did not. Oh. I don't think you saw. One. No, there were zero tweets from me about schedules. <laughs> but more so about a schedule that took place last night with the Avs. They uh, were actually playing. God, what a unbelievable game! Insane. If you aren't, I mean, if you aren't watching that, <laughs> you're totally missing out. This uh, it's some of the most exciting sports I've watched ever. Playoff hockey is like nothing else. And then this round, too, what the Avs have done the past three games, it's been so fun. If I could have told my 10-year-old self that I was sitting in a box for a playoff game-winning goal for the Avs, <laughs> that kid would be very, very proud of the way things have gone in my life. <laughs> the box part helps, too. It does. It does. It was hell of a time. Uh, shout out to one of our partners, uh, Mark, who generously had welcomed us into the box and we had a time there was a, a, a dog pile in the box after the win <laughs> just like on the ice just like it you guys stormed everyone in one corner it was just kind of like everyone fell on me <laughs> but it was awesome it was so worth it you're the lucky um, charm everyone just gravitates to you i'm on what uh, at least a four game winning streak when it comes to going to abs games they've won Ooh. eight straight at home and i've been at four of them so you have to go to the next one if it even comes to that let's hope it doesn't 
I'm getting broke. Um, <laughs> but some people in this town have been like making a mockery of like how big of a deal the schedule is. In fact, I think I might have just done it like five seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, I heard someone say, like, you think we're going to break down every Broncos game of the season and make our predictions? Yeah, we're not doing that. Well, guess what? <laughs> we are, baby, because we don't <laughs> let any stone go unturned when it comes to Broncos coverage. So let's do this because we can. And it's our podcast. We get to do whatever we want. And I think the people are going to enjoy it. I think they will. And Ryan, before should, since you haven't seen the schedule yet, since you were busy last night getting no sleep, how about you just guess the schedule? Because you were one for one in the first week. Yeah, we got to go back and look at the question we got yesterday. Because I think I aced the entire thing. <laughs> you got the first game right, that's for sure. And you got the last game right. We both got Oakland as the last. I think we did. I think we did, yeah. We're, we're going to go with that. Yeah, and then I did call Oakland um, in week one. You know what really makes me mad? Is you, I was, you didn't go far enough. Yep. I was going to call Oakland Monday Night Football. And then I thought, both teams had such down years last year. I don't think they're going to put them on Monday Night Football because they always put a team in the AFC West. Well, I think it's normally the AFC West. I guess it could always be. I guess it could be the NFC West. Right. But I don't remember that happening. I feel like it's always an AFC West matchup in the second um, Monday Night Football game, which is not always great for us because it's so late. <laughs> but um, I just thought it's going to be Chiefs Chargers Week One on that Monday Night Football. That would be an amazing Monday Night Football game, but they gave it to the Broncos. So I'm just mad at myself for not calling my shot enough. You know why they gave it to the Broncos and Raiders, even though they both had down years last year? Why? No one's going to be watching, Ryan. Outside outside of Oakland and Denver, this game on the East Coast starts at 10.30 p.m. Everyone's going to be asleep by the time the fourth quarter comes around. I will never understand someone who sleeps before sports are over. <laughs> Even if it's 1 a.m. Literally, you can catch me on a Saturday watching Hawaii playing CSU. If it's on TV, I will watch until it is over. Yeah, and I, I always loved the Monday night doubleheaders. It just means, I mean, it's an extension of Sunday then. You have two games. You get to plop in front of the couch for six hours. I love it. It's fantastic. It's too bad that we don't get to soak it all up uh, this time, I guess. <laughs> Uh, likely scenario is I'll be in Oakland watching the first game from the press box. Yep, exactly. Uh, but that is week one. And the way I wanted to do, well, we'll just live on our own uh, thing here because the, the, when, when we predict these schedules, we're going to have to project draft picks as well. So it's like our own little mini mock draft, especially for the teams at the top. Like who cares – who some of these teams are drafting. Like, who KC drafts doesn't really affect it. But in this first game, who's going to be starting a quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? Drew Locke. Drew Locke wow. will be the Oakland Raiders starting quarterback, Ryan. And uh, that means good news for the Broncos. And Vic Fangio, he gets to mess with a rookie quarterback. This is a win for the Broncos. It's the first time they've gone on the road to start the season since 2010. But, Ryan... The Broncos have the NFL's all-time best record in Week One with uh, 39-19 and one, and they've also won their last seven home openers. One thing we know about this team since Peyton left, even when Peyton was here, but even when he left, 
they're good in the first four games of the season. And with Vic, I'm going to give them the dub. I, too, am going to give them the dub in with the uh, one caveat <laughs> being if somehow the Raiders get Kyler Murray. And you think if Kyler's there, it's a loss? Yep. Then the Cardinals should draft him. No question about it. Yeah, duh, they should. <laughs> That's why they're going to. Uh, week two. So we're, at, we're, we're both at 1-0. Week two, the Broncos welcome their home opener, and they bring in Vic Fangio's old friends, the Chicago Bears. Mm, the team that was here last year for training camp, and while the tight ends were burning the Broncos in training camp, the Bears didn't seem like that much better of a team than the Broncos. I would have never said that's an elite defense on the other side. I wouldn't have either. And then, of course, you turn around, and what happens throughout the whole season is they're an elite defense led by Vic Fangio. Ryan, this is a really tricky game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than just looking at the schedule uh, and seeing the Bears on there. But right now, I'm giving the Bears the nod. Hmm. I think the Bears are due for some serious regression this year. Um, and Vic Fangio and Ed Donatello also, and Bryce Callahan not being there. Adrian Amos is also not there. I think the defense is going to regress quite a bit. Uh, obviously, they're always going to have Khalil Mack. But I think the, the Bears are going to be a team that people want to hop on and severely let people down. So it, as I go there, I'm going to give the Broncos a 2-0 start. It depends. Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, does he take that step that the number two overall pick needs to take, and does he take over that team, or do they really feel the effects of all those losses that that you talked about? All right, Ryan, week three at Green Bay, the game that Von Miller, the only game he cared about on the schedule, he just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to be playing in Green Bay in November and December, and look, the schedule makers came out nicely for him, put it on September 22nd. It's going to be a nice nice day there in Green Bay. It's an 11 a.m. start, and there's a lot of those games on the schedule for the Broncos, Ryan. Who do you have? Uh, this one's going to be a loss. Yeah, it's going to be a loss. But I am also grateful, like Von Miller, that it's not uh, late in the season. So you have them going 2-0 and or 2-1, and and then they come back home. And you've got them at 1-2. and two. I have them at 1-2. They come back home to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ryan, I mean, a laughing stock most of the time, including last year. The year before that, pushed the pushed the Patriots almost getting to the Super Bowl. What do you have going on there? That's a dub. Yeah, that's a win. So, of course, I mean, three and one start. That's probably what I should be doing, too, just because that's what the Broncos do in the past however many years. But I got them at two and two. Not bad with a new head coach. Then, Ryan, week five. Here's the tipping point. They go to the Chargers in L.A. What do you have? That's going to be a loss. Uh, Broncos fall back to 3-2 and two here. I mean, they did get a win there last year um, at the StubHub Center, assuming that's still where they're going to be playing. Uh, but that place, they haven't played well. I mean, they didn't even play well in the game that they won. Phillip Rivers just kind of gave them the game. So... I think that one's going to be a loss for them, um, but a close loss. I'm going to go a loss as well. So I'm at three and two. You're at two and three. Yes. Okay. Then the Broncos welcome in the Tennessee Titans, um, and all those things they do. 
<laughs> and because of all those things that they do or don't do, I'm going to go Broncos get a win. I do too. Broncos four and two. You've got them at three and three. Yep. Coming on a short week, still at home, welcoming the Chiefs on Thursday night football. This one is just so interesting in so many ways. I'll say this. You love that you got the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Why? Because Andy Reid is the king of preparation. He's undefeated or something after bye weeks. You're getting him on the anti-bye week. You're getting him on short rest. I think that is an advantage for you. With that being said, this is a loss. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is a loss. But, man, the home short week is such an advantage. But, no, I'm going loss. I won't be surprised if they win, though. That is, uh, that's one of those ones where you just it all fell for you on the schedule or from the schedule makers. If you're gonna get the Chiefs, this is the time to get them. Who do they? So the Broncos play the Titans the week before on a Sunday afternoon. I'm looking up who the Chiefs play. Watch them have a bye week before and everything we just said goes smooth. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, um, one, two, three, four, five, six. They play the Texans at home at 11 a.m. Ooh, J.J. Watt coming in there and roughing him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. And also remember, the Chiefs, That's this is the closest road game they could possibly have. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible for them. But if you're the Broncos, you like the way that fell. So I have them at 3-4. and four, You have them at 4-3. and three. No. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Next week. So now you get additional time off to travel on the road to Indianapolis. You play the Colts. Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a loss. Yeah, Andrew Luck is clicking in all cylinders at this point. I'm going loss as well. So you have him at four and four, and I got him at three and five. Yep. Then they come, uh, then they get a bye week. Oh, nope. no. No, nope. oh, sorry. I got confused by this weird formatting on this terrible <laughs> thing that I'm looking at. Uh, then they welcome in the Cleveland Browns. And the traveling circus that comes with them. <sighs> Ryan, what are the Browns at this point in the season? Let, let's say they've had, they don't have a bye week before then, and they've had eight games. What's their record? I wouldn't be surprised if you told me it was anything. I'm so conflicted, Zach, because I love Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I have an unabashed love for Baker Mayfield. And, in fact, you could say that I'll be cheering for the Browns as much as anyone this year. I agree. But I can't get out of my head that they're the Browns. And I can't get past the fact that there's too much hype. They haven't had a winning – they've never – they haven't had a winning season. When was the last time they had a winning season? And everyone's, like, talking about them winning their division and doing this and doing that. And I'm just over here thinking, I think this is too much too fast for them. Like, Baker's being anointed a pro bowler, and this team is going to just go crazy, and they've got all this stuff, and Kareem Hunt, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, by the way, is that the first game Kareem Hunt is um, eligible for? Mm, if they don't have their bye before, yep. Um, so, I just have this feeling that the Browns are going to underachieve. I don't know what that means for this game necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're four and four at this point. And now here's the thing is I, I want to say that the Broncos can pull this off because the Browns are still trying to figure everything out. 
But then I think back to last year. I mean, talk about figuring things out. That's what the Browns were doing when they played the Broncos in Denver, and they won. And they came in here. It was very close, but they won. Now, the Broncos have upgraded this year. I think we both believe that in multiple ways. But the Browns have significantly upgraded. And Baker, going from year one to year two, it's it's hard for me to, to look at this and say that the Broncos have got that much better than the Browns. Um, and I'm pulling up the Browns bye week right now. It is week seven, so no, Kareem Hunt will not Ooh, be back. Dodged Missed one. him by one game. Dodged one. Okay. Uh, and the Browns are coming off a, a game, so they have bye at New England at Denver. That's a tough stretch for them. I'm going to call this a Broncos win. I think it's going to be a close one, field goal, Brandon McManus. And I'm going to call this a win as well. And uh, not necessarily this game, but every other game where it's been close, like I think the Bears game will be close. Uh, I can see them holding it close with the Colts, the Chiefs, pretty much every loss, even the Chargers on the road, I can see them keeping it close. So I just have to give this one to kind of even it all out because I wouldn't be surprised if they grab that that week two home game against Chicago. So I'm going to go win, and I have them at four and five entering the bye week. And you got them at five and four? Yep. Entering a week 10 bye, which is, that's perfect. Prime, yep, perfect. the best it can be. Um, your guys are tired, but they just got an inspiring win over a Browns team. Um, and that really was big because they were staring at a three-game losing streak there after losing to the Chiefs and Colts. And then, Ryan, after the bye, you have four of your next five games are on the road, which, of course, means that four of your last five games, or I guess three of your last five games, are at home. So you got to get through a brutal stretch, and you get to end nicely. And the first one is an 11 a.m. start in Minnesota. That's an L. I think it's a loss, too. But the Vikings, again, just like just like the Browns, kind of the opposite direction of the Browns. Exactly what I was just about to say. But I just, I think they figure it out more than they did last year. Yeah, they're like a 9-7, 10-6 team this year. And at home, and Broncos traveling. So I give it to Minnesota as well. So what, that puts me at 4-6, and six, and you're at 5-5. Five and five. Yep. Next, next, next one is at Buffalo. Uh, it's going to be 24th. <laughs> not a fun place to be. No one's excited about this. Um, in fact, it's probably worse, in my opinion, than Green Bay at this time of year. Wow. Green Bay at this least... This could be a snowball. Could be. Just like they had, what, two years ago? Yep. LaShawn McCoy, or no? It wasn't LaShawn McCoy. It was, it was uh, someone old. Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frank Gore was just plugging along <laughs> out there with like 45 carries. <laughs> I'm going to call this a win. Um, it's going to be a, a tough day for the Broncos if Josh uh, Allen goes out there and carves him up. That would be tough, and I'm going to go win as well. But Josh Allen, what what if he takes that step too? I mean, the Broncos are playing a decent amount of young quarterbacks, including Patrick Mahomes. You don't really know how these guys are going to trend. Uh, you know Patrick Mahomes is going to be good. Is he going to be 35 touchdowns good? Is he going to be 57 touchdowns good? You, you, you don't know, and I think the Broncos will pull this off. I think Vic will confuse Josh Allen enough. Fair enough. So I have them six and five. Six and five. And I'm five and six. Five and six. All right. 
we'll, home, see, we'll see if these numbers match up at the end. Home to the Chargers. Win. That's a win, too. I think it's, they just always split. with. It feels like they always split it. And to be honest, I think the Broncos are going to go 3-3 three and three in the division. So I'm, I'm making it add up to that. I don't know exactly how it's going to fall, but they're going to be 3-3, three and three, which is an improvement. You and I have very different strategies. I'm just going game by game. I want to see how it falls. <laughs> Uh, so now I've got them seven five seven and five. You've got them at six and six. Yep. At Houston, I'm loss. calling this a loss. Yep. I am too. I am too. All right, seven and six at Kansas City. Loss. I think we're both going loss. <laughs> so that is, uh, I now have them at seven and seven. I'm at six and eight. Yikes. Home to Detroit. Win. I also see a win there. Um, Detroit, I don't think ever puts the fear in anyone. And then once again, to finish the season. So you have them at eight, eight, eight and seven, eight and seven. Okay. And you have them at seven and eight. Yep. And I think we're both going to call a win here in the season finale. So I end up at the, at the end of the season at nine and seven, maybe in the playoffs. You're at eight and eight. Definitely not in the playoffs. No, no playoffs for the Broncos here. And Ryan, did you have them under 500? at any point in the later part of the season? No. Okay. So if you're John Elway, how do you view this team right now if you go through the schedule just like you did? Are you thinking playoffs? You have to be. You can't think. I mean, I mean, for me, I, when I did this, now, I, like I said, a lot of things can change, so I would never look at this and say there's no chance the Broncos make the playoffs. But if let let's say John had the same thought process, and after week fifteen, he has him sitting at six and eight, well then playoffs, this isn't a playoff team. So realize that right now, one week before the draft, and not one week after the draft. And draft a quarterback is what you're saying. If 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 that's the direction, just real and and let's say you don't believe this is a playoff team right now, but you you can still think that Joe Flacco is your quarterback for the future. That's okay. But in just just take that information and instead of forcing someone who's going to be a little bit better this year as opposed to someone who's going to help you for the next five, ten years, even if it's not a quarterback, just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think you're, you're in the right thought process there. I don't think John Elway would look at it that way. Because here's the thing. In my scenario, they were really a, a win on the road at Houston from, from making the playoffs, you know? Like they just had to get that one to get to ten and six, and they would have been in. And I think John is probably looks at it and says that's a win, you know. And then he's saying, okay, we're ten and six. There's my ten and six. This is a brutal schedule. Hardest in the NFL, uh, according to many metrics. Yeah, and I mean that them and the Raiders top the list, Ryan. The according to the strength of schedule from from last year, which I know a lot of people have questions about, but that's what we have to go on. Um, the New England Patriots have the easiest schedule. How is that possible? It's because of their division. I mean, look, look at who they're playing. They're playing the Bills, who had a bad record last year, the Dolphins, who had a bad record last year, and the Jets, who had a bad record last year. Now, if there's, if there's hope, though, I think there is a lot of hope that the Patriots are going to have a much tougher schedule than initially believed because I do think Sam Darnold takes that step up. I do think Josh Allen takes that step up because he showed enough positive signs last year, and I think the Dolphins will be trash. Yes, they will. Um, but they also have to play the team that finished in first in all the AFC. So they're going to have to play the Chiefs again. 
Um, they're going to have to play the Steelers. Who, no, who won that division? The Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Bill Belichick licks his chops on that. And then I wonder what division they're playing. I don't know. I just, I, I, it's just so weird. The whole way that's supposed to shake out is that you have a hard schedule when you get first place. And that's that's the tricky thing because the Broncos, with their you know easy schedule, their last or I guess third place schedule, right? They get to play um, the Green Bay Packers because of that. They get to play, or no, maybe that was because of the division. Yeah, it was. Uh, they get to play the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Um, that's that's not fun at all. Houston. Houston, um, they Indianapolis. Were, yeah, I mean the, these are the teams. Actually, no, that wouldn't make sense, but because both those teams are in the same division. But the, you, the Bills, you, you didn't get a good draw. The Bills, yeah. they they play up. Yeah, you just it just didn't you didn't get a good draw. Terrible draw, and I, Broncos fans will never look at it this way. So I'm not going to ask them to, but I'm going to ask them to. <laughs> you have to keep the schedule in mind. You just have to, like. That's the number one thing that matters is who you're playing. It's not all about you. It's about the matchups. And if they go 8-8, eight and eight, it's not a failure. I think I think if they go 8-8, eight and eight, I would say that was a step in the right direction for Vic Fangio and staff in their first year. They improved the team's win total by two wins. Stay on that path. You're going to be just all right. Um, but I think so much of this comes down to Joe Flacco, Zach. If Joe Flacco is who they think he is, they go 11-5. and five. But if he's what he has been, then they go 5-11. and 11. Let's do something. Let's go through the schedule really quick in terms of quarterbacks. Is Joe Flacco better than who we think will be the starting quarterback for each team? The Raiders. Derek Carr? Is that what we, or, or are you going Drew Locke? Either one. I don't know. Who do you think will be their starting quarterback? I think it'll be Derek Carr. Okay. Is Joe Flacco better than him? Yes. I'll give the nod, but that's all it can be. I mean, would you agree it's just a tip of the cap to Joe Flacco's way? Yeah. it's yeah. Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. You probably have to give that one to Mitchell Trubisky. And again, it's just a, a little tip of the cap to him. So close. Rodgers. <laughs> I guess I'll give it to him. Jacksonville, Nick Foles. I'll take Flacco. I would too. So what is that record-wise? Two guys who had uh, Super Bowl MVPs that people would probably call fluky. So that's two and two, right? I think yep. we both have them. Chargers. Rivers. Okay, two and three. Titans. Eh. Give me Flacco. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's close, but give Mariota's me Flacco. probably injured by that game anyway. <laughs> three and three. Chiefs. Mahomes. Mahomes. Three and Luck. four. <laughs> three and five. Mayfield. Three and six. Cousins. Vikings. Okay, three and seven. Bills. Can you go Josh Allen yet? Who would you rather have this year? Not thinking about the future. <sighs> There's an excitement factor with Josh Allen. Yeah. I don't know if he, <sighs> I trust. There's Joe a very Flacco good chance that he right ends up he ends up being way better than Joe Flacco this year. I There's also so a chance that he's worse. I would <sighs> I would rather have Josh Allen for, even just for this year. In this but game, I trust Joe Flacco more. I was going to say, in this game, you get to choose. Rosters stay the same. Who do you want starting for you? <sighs> Joe Flacco. I think so, too. Okay, so four and seven. Chargers, Phillip Rivers, four and eight. Texans. 
Probably got to go Watson. Yep. Chiefs. Again, Mahomes. Lions. Stafford. Raiders. Flacco. 5-11. and 11. That's where the defense comes in, and, and that's one of the main reasons why I keep saying that the best thing the Broncos can do in this draft is get two really great defensive players at the top because that's your only path. Your quarterback, and it's not a knock on Joe Flacco, it's just what his role is going to be is to keep you in games and make big plays in big moments. Exactly, and so you have to ask yourself now, how valuable is this defense? I think with Vic Fangio, with Chris Harris, with Von Miller playing at the level that everyone believes he can play under Vic Fangio and doing all the little things right, as Vic Fangio said today and really emphasized today, uh, with Bradley Chubb taking that next step, I think this defense can add four wins. And now if Flacco plays you know, out of his mind one or two games where you're not expecting, that's when you're looking at the nine, ten wins, playoffs uh and that's that's what you need so playoffs are attainable but you need things to fall your way and you need Flacco to be uh, what you're paying him to be for most of the season with really no drops and that's what you hope you expect the drops from young guys but not from Joe Flacco and he needs to be above his game a few times you know what that exercise uh, I like that exercise you know what that just did for me what it told me that the Broncos can't make the playoffs without Chris Harris Jr. Hmm, because his defense isn't four games without him. Yep. yep. I agree. Even if you get Byron Murphy, it's not. It's going to take him. He's not going to just come in and be Chris Harris Jr. right away. You're going to take a step back. This team can't make the playoffs without Chris. I agree. And, Ryan, what we learned today um, from Ed Donatel was pretty telling about just how important Chris is for this team in my mind uh, after talking to Ed. Kareem Jackson has played this entire minicamp exclusively at the safety position. Now, Vic Fangio said that uh, they're going to play him at corner two. There's just more for him to learn at safety. But he did emphasize he only played this minicamp at safety. Again, just to take a step back, though, it is April. There's a lot of time left for him to, to turn around. The Broncos cut cornerback Craig Mager today. Not that that means anything. Uh, Chris, of course, was not here all of minicamp. Uh, and Bryce Callahan was not participating because he's injured. And as uh, one of our listeners reminded us yesterday, that's a guy who you can't count on all 16 games. So if they lined up 11 on 11 this week, mm-hmm. who were your corners? Isaac Yadam and? And uh, AAF. Devontae Bosby. Devontae Bosby. Yep. Wow. I'm, right? I'm blinking with a, a completely blank face. Who's your third corner? Don't say Craig Mager. It ain't Craig. <laughs> Craig Mager ain't walking through that door. Uh, 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 Brendan Langley, we need you on this yeah, side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Brendan. Brendan's playing both ways now. Honestly, who else is on the roster? I, I don't know either. That's that's wild. That does that not remind you of last year? Yeah, it just it, it just tell like Chris Harris Jr. is probably sharpening his swords. Because let's just say you just add Chris. Kareem stays as safety, and Bryce can't play for whatever reason. You feel, you feel okay. Because then you think, okay, well, Kareem can play slot corner. Justin can play slot corner. And Kareem can help uh, with, with Isaac on that side. You don't have Chris. You feel miserable. You, f- you think you're going to get sliced and diced by any quarterback, right? You need Chris. 
ASAP. Yeah. ASAP. That was it's crazy that a quarterback exercise led me to that, but that's the truth. I don't think they can make the playoffs without Chris Harris Jr. Maybe it should have been a cornerback exercise. Yeah. Wow. All right. I think that was a good discussion. I'm I'm uh I'm satisfied <laughs> with that discussion. <laughs> Uh, let's move on here and, and change things up a little bit and actually hop into the question of the week here in the first segment. The question of the week is presented by Sports Column. Did I tell you that I went to Sports Column for an Avs watch party? Mm, was it pretty lit? It was popping off. And my girlfriend won a signed j- jersey by all the players. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm going to be going there. It was awesome. And speaking of Avs watch parties, if you want to hop on the Avs bandwagon, if you haven't already... Tomorrow night at Blake Street Tavern is going to be lit. The official BSN uh, Avalanche Game 5 watch party at Blake Street Tavern in my favorite place in, the, in all of Denver besides my couch to watch a sporting event. <laughs> the tailgate room at Blake Street Tavern. It's essentially like it's got a garage door, so it's just like a big open rectangular room with a bar in the back. A giant screen, like a giant projector screen, and then TVs lining all the walls. It is it's the best, best place to watch a sporting event in Denver, in my opinion. No, can't disagree. So we'll see you guys there. If you want to come up and talk Broncos, I've, I did that at the last Habs Watch Party to talk some Broncos with some people. So come hang out, have some drinks, eat some of Blake Street Tavern's great food, and just throw stuff when the, when the Avs score. <laughs> I like that. Okay. The question presented by Sports Column, which is another good place to watch a game. Zach, do you have it? Who do you think oh, there it is. the Broncos will draft in the first round? Not who do you want. Who do you think as we are one week away? People have such a hard time with this question. <laughs> with the think part? Yes. Just just think. Like someone answers like, well, I'm hoping for it. I'm like, nope, <laughs> that's not the question. That is not the question. <laughs> First one coming in from Ryan Clayman. He says, 95% sure defensive player, Oliver or White? Sad. That's what you need after that, that discussion we just had. Jared Fry, complete opposite. Hawkinson in the teens. So a little tradeback scenario is what he's predicting. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I have so much clarity now. I'm really, thank you for the, the schedule release. Just defense. You have to go defense. Maybe you should have missed the Avs game last night, and you would have had this uh, euphoric moment uh, at, the, at the schedule release party. You can. You have to go defense if you're trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Because how much does an offensive lineman help you this year? I mean, it can help you, but not. you're not – you are taking yourself from a – a C minus offense to a C offense. You're taking your offensive line from a C minus to a C. Yeah. Because Garrett Bowles moving to guard. I don't know Something how much will. that helps you no, this I, much, I, I, that much this year, even over Elijah Wilkinson. And uh, a rookie tackle, yes, you can you can have um the uh, who's the guy the Broncos should have drafted instead of Garrett Bowles. Quentin Nelson? Oh, no, no, no. 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 Uh, Ryan Ramchek. Yeah, you can have the Ryan Ramcheks of the world, but if you're not getting a tackle in the top five, you can't count on exceptional play. You have to – the Broncos will make the playoffs if they do on the back of an elite defense. Yep. With Vic Fangio calling the shots, maybe from the booth. 
<laughs> and this team mauling people and taking their will away in the first half of the game and Joe Flacco converting big third downs with back shoulder throws to Cortland Sutton. And, and that's how they're going to win. And they're going to win ugly and they're going to win close. It's 2015 all over again. Now, can it happen? Absolutely, it can, it can happen. Can it happen every single year? History says no, it can't. But the Broncos haven't done it in many years, so maybe their time is up. And it can't happen without an elite defense. Exactly. All right, from Metalhead1, he says, Oliver or White, Broncos aren't going to reach for a quarterback at 10. Yep, I mean, going with Ryan Clayman there. Uh, Nicholas Geyer chimes in and says, I'm holding out hope that it'll be not Devin the, Not the White. exercise. <laughs> yeah, I think, is he, I mean, is he the pick if he's there? Yes, and we had an interesting discussion with Ed Donatel today in which he said something that really piqued my interest. He said, paraphrasing here, that they go to John Elway and the scouting staff and say, here are the job descriptions for the positions in our defense. Go find us guys that can do it. Mm-hmm. And someone said, so you, you talk to John and you give him this wish list, and he said, oh, yes. And that my ears were like a, a hound dog hearing a siren or something <laughs> because I instantly was like linebacker, 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 linebacker. Let's take one step further. What did they do in, in free agency? You know, Mike Munchak delivered his report to John Elway. Uh, you, you had everyone deliver their reports. And what did John say? Well, I'm going to put a lot of money on the defensive side. Yes, they went out and got you on James, but they put more money on the defensive side and uh, we know John wants to keep the defense elite. So first round, that just makes even more sense to just triple down on that. So you've got the corners to fit this. You don't have the safeties, but there's no safety at 10. Unless you do have the safety. Not at 10, but already on your team. Right, right. But we're just... Yeah, not a safety. Not a safety at 10. Right. And maybe you do have the safeties. I think the fact that Kareem Jackson was playing there again is another knock on Will Parks. I feel bad for Will because I, I like Will and I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. It just, there's no love going his way. There's been over five opportunities for Vic and Don combined to say his name, Ryan. And, and it hasn't been said today. There was talk about Justin Simmons. There was talk about Kareem Jackson. And then the question was just thrown out there. What about the other safety position? And it was, Oh, we're just still evaluating. Crazy. You know who else isn't getting a lot of love? Who? Vonnie B. Sean Miller. <laughs> that is for sure. I think that I think that talk that we talked about happened. I think you're right. I which, think it did. Which I'm glad. Because what did uh was it the last question today? Yes. For for Vic Fangio, uh he was asked if Von Miller can get 20 sacks this season because Vaughn yesterday said that was his goal, kind of what he's looking at, and that would get him on pace to break the all-time sack record if he's able to also play 20 seasons. I mean, he'd be well ahead of that, but he probably only need to play like 16 if he gets 20 this year. Yep. Um, Vic Fangio said he can if he does all the little things, and that was a death by inches comment. And he said, and I'm not just talking about on the field off the field, in the meeting rooms, this and that, the Nutrition, small things. The small things. And I knew I, I just wanted him to say being on time so badly, but he didn't say that, but <laughs> he was thinking it. He was thinking it. And with the guy who was so focused on the details, Vic knew 
Vaughn wasn't out there on time the very first practice. And I would imagine that a conversation very well did happen. And good. Because Vaughn needs, Vaughn needs to change. And he was very much on time the next two days. He was. So it's not I, – I get Vaughn, like who Vaughn is and how, how he acts. But for this new coaching staff, they need him to be something different. And, and that's, what's, that's what he's going to have to deal with. Like I realize Vaughn is amazing. He just has to change a little bit of his approach. He does. And Vic Fangio was not shy about saying that. No, and that's good because last year, you remember the really awkward back and forth that didn't happen between Vance and Vaughn, but it happened with Vance in the media, Vaughn in the media, Vance in the media of uh, how Vaughn, what, what was it even about? It was about Vaughn, Vaughn jumping off sides, Vaughn jumping off sides. And they were just so such on different pages and taking a step back. Maybe Vance didn't really have a conversation with Vaughn uh, and, and, or Vaughn didn't respect him or whatever it was. I feel like it's different this time. Vaughn knows who's in charge. I wonder what leverage Vic has. You can't say like, I'm not going to play you, you know, like to <laughs> Vaughn Miller, but and I think that's kind of the where they were at with Vance Joseph. Vaughn's like, what are you going to do, bench me and right. lose more games? Right. We just we just lost to the 49ers. I know the season's over. Yeah, I want to get my numbers. Um, I, I, just, I, I, guess, I think Vic has to be friends with Vaughn in, a, in like a father-son way. Right. You know, just like, hey, man, I, I need this from you. If we're going to be successful, I need you to act this way. But I'm not afraid to lay down the law if needed. Right, right. We'll see what happens. Iron Man chimes in and says, Ed Oliver. Thomas Clement chimes in, probably the most accurate one here, and says, a football player. Good one. Uh, Sam Taylor says, with our luck, Daniel Jones. (laughs) And Christian Conway responds to him and says, knock on wood. (laughs) John uh, chimes in and says, dark horse is Andre Dillard. Well, Dark Horse means that's you're probably not thinking that's the one. It kind of sounds like a wrestling name to me because he put it all in one. Dark, Dark Horse, Horse Andre Miller. <laughs> like, Here, uh-oh. Here he comes. It's the Dark Horse Andre Dillard. Man. Stone Cold Steve Austin against Dark Horse <laughs> yeah. Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard could be a wrestler. Yeah. He, he's that freakish. Yep. All right, from Christian Conway again. He says, when taking into account Elway's tendencies, drafting captains, not uh, not drafting linebackers, staying true to player archetypes, I think it has to be Drew Locke. Wow. Oliver's too small. White and Bush are linebackers. Haskins wasn't a captain, not to mention Drew Locke is tall with a big arm. Yeah, and uh, that's... He forgot win now, though, in his Elway tendencies. Right. Yeah, it's, it's what tendencies do you want because we're not going to be able to fit all the tendencies here. So which one's which one's given? Ed Oliver isn't really undersized. He's undersized if he's a nose tackle, and and I don't know how people view him. To me, when I when I look at him, he's he's fine in this defense. I don't worry about his size at all. I don't either. But I guess he is. I guess if if LA doesn't like undersized quote unquote linebackers, and he only wants. Uh, or, I'm sorry, uh, defensive lineman, he only wants length, guys, then, yeah, I guess he's out. Kenneth says, I'm leaning toward Haskins. I feel like there is so much hype around the Broncos taking white that it might have been the best smokescreen John Elway has ever had. 
So two quarterbacks back-to-back. Well, we haven't heard anything about quarterbacks until now. It's interesting. I, I'm i off the quarterback train today for sure. I did not wake up on the quarterback side of the bed at all. <laughs> Ollie comes in. Ed Oliver, don't think there will be any trades, and the draft will play out like a lot of mocks with Williams and White both going in the top five. Yeah. I just – I'm so curious to see how much – Ed Oliver climbs after his pro day, or if he climbs at all, because this is a guy who has fluctuated maybe more than anyone else outside of Kyler Murray in the top 10. All right, let's do one more because we have to move on here. And this one comes in from Tim Evanson, the legendary Tim Evanson, Mm. he of Pleasure Horse fame. He says, one, two, three, trade up for Daniel Jones. (laughs) That's the guess, huh? It's cruel. Wow. It's cruel to do to the people. What if you gave away two first-round picks to move up and get him? Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I will say this. Because everyone's been freaking me out about this, I watched a little Daniel Jones tape uh, this morning, actually. There are things. There are things there. It's the reason why he's being co- talked about in the conversation. Did you know he had 160 rushing yards in a game once? Josh Allen? Josh Allen 2.0? Yeah, uh, that was, I mean, you want to talk about sneaky athleticism. I was like, wow, this dude ran for 160 yards. Um, You know who I see as kind of his ceiling? Who? Because I've been saying a lot of Andy Dalton, which I I still see there. To me, his ceiling is Alex Smith. Would you you take Alex Smith at 10? Alex Smith was taken at 1. Yeah. I, uh, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? I wouldn't take Alex Smith at 10. I would. That's not enough for me. Is he a bust as a number one overall pick? Yeah. Forget Aaron Rodgers. Especially because he, all of his success happened in Kansas City. As a number one overall pick, not a bust for the 49ers. What do you mean? Like, it, it was he a bad number one overall pick? Yes. They didn't, uh, I mean, he, he got, they ended up having to draft Kaepernick. In yeah. the second round. Yeah, I don't think it was a good pick. But that's for number one overall. To get a starting uh, to get a starting quarterback, man, it's it's hard. Do you view him in the entirety or as a as a forty er I just always come back to this playoff success. He didn't win a playoff game. Yeah. Or he won one. He was on the road, I think. Yeah. That's not enough for me. All right. Before we move on to many, many questions. I want to tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee, and you know it, but I want to tell you again. Strava is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out, and you'll see that this stuff has cured everything from IBS to anxiety. Uh, It's an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, CBD is, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and they'll ship the stuff straight to your door. Zach, you want to lead us off in the questions? Yes, first question coming in from, uh, well, I got to pull the questions up first. That would be, that'd be important. Come on, man. <laughs> I had it up on my phone, and because you guys were so good and so busy, I think you were all trying to hit buzzer beaters. We had a ton. Uh, and first one here is coming in from TrueChantFan24. He says, hey, guys, how about, or about how to watch the draft? I take, I take two set vacations a year. I take the days off for the combine and the draft, hang out with my dad, and we watch those all the day and just chat about football and sports. Sounds pretty good. 
as what channel for uh, March Madness. Yep. As for what channel to watch the draft on, I prefer NFL Network, but some of the ESPN coverage with Chris Berman isn't that terrible. Thanks, guys. I'm all for food talk in the offseason, but once stuff gets real, I'll like mostly just football. I think that's fair. Um, We don't really get to watch the draft much anymore, so I don't even know who has the best coverage. My guess is we're watching NFL Network, but that's even We are definitely guess. watching NFL <laughs> Network. No Mike Mayock this year, though, and I thought he was the star of that whole thing. Where's he going to be? Um, trying to get Kyler Murray. <laughs> from Brian, he says, howdy doody. Very uh, Von Miller-esque mm. entrance from him. Brian here from Los Angeles. So I just finished watching Coates, uh, he said Shang. I think we're going to go with Skangs. Speak to the media after practice, and I'm so excited. He mentioned how Brandon Langley is finding a, a role due to his pure speed that he possesses. The reason I'm excited isn't that I believe in Langley, but is that I believe this coaching staff has the common sense to put players in the best position to highlight their natural skill sets. It felt like with the previous coaching staff that the philosophy, if there even was one, is that it was, it was so rigid and didn't highlight individual player skill sets. I'm just happy to hear that this coaching staff is capable of understanding that at times scheme doesn't win, but players with raw skill sets do. I'm not saying scheme isn't important, but understanding your roster is just as important. And I'll one-up him and say it's more important. Absolutely. And the thing that I kind of took it the opposite way maybe than Brian did, the scheme that the Broncos offense has is very set in stone, I think. They are. John Elway is pumped about this scheme. That's why Rich Scangarello was hired is because of this scheme. But they're going and getting players that will work in the scheme. Maybe not just getting players for the scheme, but Joe Flacco. I mean, what did Rich Scangarello say yesterday? The perfect fit. It's a perfect marriage, as he said, uh, between what what they want to do and the skill set he has. And that that's what you need to do. D- don't get guys that don't fit and try to plug them into something else. If you know this is what you want to do, then avoid the players that can't fit that. Um, people who follow me on Twitter and obviously listen to this podcast know that I'm on a little bit of a heater right now in terms of predicting things. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like three for five, okay. which is pretty good. Yeah, I was, 66%. I started two for two, but every time I've made a prediction, the team that I predicted about one. So that's a positive. Mm, so um, you're telling me I lost money if I hung with you the last three times. Yep, mm. you did. <laughs> but you made a lot of money on the first two because they were pretty long odds. Mm. So... Here's my prediction. Uh oh. Rich Gangarello will be a, a head coach pretty soon. I think so too. I really like Rich Gangarello. He's he's got the it factor. He can handle the media. He can. I mean, he he's infectious to uh, to the players he's with. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd say he's two two good offensive seasons. Maybe just one. I mean, if the Broncos have a really good offense this year, he could be one and done here. Just like Mike McCoy wanted to be when he came back to the Broncos. (laughs) Oh, he was one and done. (laughs) Very done. And now he's completely done. Yep. Uh, The next question here is coming in from Trade for Rosen. He says, RK killed the prediction. That's awesome. You did. I've been known to do that. (laughs) Slap your mama Cajun hot sauce is my go-to for sure. Their sauces and seasonings. Man, I'm... We are behind the eight ball here. I thought you were the sauce guy. I thought I was too. the hot sauce guy. I'm so hungry, dude. I don't know <laughs> if I can do the food talk today. My stomach is eating itself. 
I I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it says I don't know if this info is secret or not, but I've been wondering roughly how many members of the BSN Broncos family we have. Obviously, only subscribers could be tracked, but ballpark, where do you think we are numbers-wise? Sorry, that is top secret info. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, like you said, it's it's hard to know exactly what team people subscribe for, but we can estimate that it is in quadruple digits. Mm, and and the pod listening as well. Yeah, we, the pod listening is even bigger than that, which you know who I'm talking to. You're the guy <laughs> who's making the pod number bigger than the subscriber number. <laughs> It's time to buck up. There's a lot of you out there, too, so look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the pod numbers are are huge, and <laughs> we need that to, to correlate to the subscriber numbers. But it, it's, I mean, it really is getting closer and closer and closer. Like, there was a time where there was a huge gap there. It, I mean, we've closed the subscriber gap very close, so... And by the way, there's a, there's a buy a subscription, get a shirt deal out there right now. Ooh. So go find that on the BSN Denver Twitter account. The shirts are so good. The shirts are good. Oh, and I just got a text. Oh. That Lindsay Mile High Salute shirt, which is just fantastic, is on flash sale today only. So if you're listening to this late, get on it. Uh, only $18.99. That's a classic. It was designed by Philip Lindsay. <laughs> and he didn't draw it. That'd be really impressive. But... It was it was his idea. We just brought it to life. Jump a, in on that. It's a six shirt. Yeah, today only. So that was a that's a breaking news. <laughs> I mean, you you just read the text. It was fresh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we, we have a big BSN Broncos family, uh, and it's only getting bigger thanks to you, guy who's thinking hard and long about subscribing <laughs> right now. Uh, he says, knowing Elway, there's a scenario where Denver takes a cornerback in round two in case the Harris deal doesn't get done, then just use Jackson as the free safety, rookie corner, and Chris outside and Callahan in the slot if if it returns. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if Chris returns. I know how Elway loves being in a power position. I think this could take the power from Chris. It's a good point you can't do that though can you you can't draft a cornerback in the second round just for a power play if you're doing that then chris is gone that's your power move is see ya i don't know though you could you could make the case that cream jackson then just moves to safety if chris comes back man you're just and that you're too far away you need too many other things in my opinion okay i, I can get behind that um, good, that that's a good question. That's quite the power move, though. I mean, you could Holy still go cow. back to Chris afterwards and say, "Hey, dude, we don't need you, but we want you." Three, you could three for thirty. You could. That's. You don't do that, though, do you? Well, I think Chris, you're pushing him further and further away when you do right. stuff like that. Right. Curious what his Twitter account would be after that draft pick. Just a pondering emoji. <laughs> From Sil Forge, just want to throw this out there. Don't want to make a comment. So does that mean we're not supposed to read it? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. 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 Says the football comp to Kale McCarr at RK is Devin White. He has all the tools, flashes, brilliance, still makes mistakes, but is so fast and talented that he can mitigate everyone. That is, it's very true. Kale did have a couple moments last night where it's just a little sloppy. Just second game jitters. Uh, yeah, I think like we were talking about earlier today. I think he was so adrenaline powered in game one that he wasn't thinking. Yep. Game two, he's like, wow, how am I gonna follow that up? Right, exactly. But when he decides to jump up into the play, it is lightning. 
I mean, you know, a lot like AJ said, he's the defensive Nathan McKinnon. Mm. That's what he is. Yeah. He's that fast. He's, I mean, there's a reason why he was, what, the number one prospect? Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I Every time he gets on the ice, like, my eyes are just on eight. He's so much fun. One coming in from Broncos since seven says, Greeting, men. I was introduced to podcasts early in the last season when I was complaining at work about the lack of good sports radio shows here in South Mississippi. I just happened to run across the BSN Denver podcast and was hooked. The coverage you men offer is great. I've been enjoying this offseason with it being my first of really being able to dig deep into the team I've rooted for since I got a Broncos uniform for Christmas as a kid. That's awesome. I know I was a little... I know it was talked about a little bit about DT going to New England, but how do you think he'll do? Think he will make a great impact? Happy for DT, but hate that he is a Patriot, especially since one of my best friends is a Tom Brady fanatic. And funny you asked this, Broncos and Seven. And first off, thanks for joining us, and thanks for riding along with us. He looked himself in the mirror, Ryan. He said, yeah, I need to, I need to jump on board. You need to do that too, guy. Um, or girl. How many people say that i love that when people say wow this is the first off season i've really just been in tune with the team all off season yeah i love it right that that like gets me hyped yep um and it's funny you asked that i knew you were going to say this because zach and i had this conversation already this morning <laughs> yep. both of us were on the same page <laughs> we talk a lot apparently yeah we do uh dt's gonna ball yeah yeah i mean you you said he's the fantasy sleeper or maybe not the but a fantasy sleeper yeah i mean how it just makes too much sense like, what he does best also matches up pretty well with what Tom Brady does best. I also think the Patriots are brilliant in not saying, this guy's a number one receiver, so he needs to be on the field 95% of the time. Or he's our number two, he's a starter, so he's on there all the time. They're, I just feel like they're going to use DT perfectly. He's going to be a guy who, I don't know how much he's going to be on the field, but he's going to get so many more looks uh, on the percentage of plays he's on the field, because they're just going to make sure he lasts all season long. And isn't it so Patriots for him to not have to deal with like the hip issues? The last three years he's been dealing with the hip issues. Yep. And the fans didn't really get to see it. Pretty much every time he did a you know a a comeback route, he ended up like limping yep. after it. Yep. Um, wouldn't it just be so Patriots for him to like since he was off his feet for his Achilles, he like completely healed the hips. And he just goes out there and kills it. Yep, that'll happen. It'll be Tom Brady's favorite weapon since Randy Moss. But remember, if you were the type of person who was you know whating on him <laughs> while he's here, you don't get to be upset about that. That's just you gave up that right. Uh, from Bronco Duck, he says, Avs are heating up. This is a pre-game four post. And the Broncos are going to have a killer draft. Good month for fans. Don't forget about the Rocks. Three-game three win streak. streak. Um, or the, we, do, we do spend too much time together. <laughs> or the Nugs, one game win streak. Hey, they only need a four game win streak. Yep. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if both teams got the gentleman's sweep? Mm, and that's just where you do four in a row? It's where you give them one and then you get four in a row. <laughs> you give them one just as a gentlemanly I act. like that. I like that. <laughs> um, he goes on, LA might not have explicitly told Flacco, but I guarantee you he's not moving his family out there. If he only saw himself as a stopgap, you should keep in mind that his family is not out here yet. Yep, and he said that you know they're just finishing up school and this and that. We'll probably be here by the probably be here by the time training camp starts. E. More like he'll tell us if the family's moving out here one week from now. 
when he'll be on a plane, by the way. He said he will be on a plane during the time of the draft. Is that like one of those things where you send a risky text and you just get away from your phone? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to look at my phone right now. Oh man, I did a lot of those back in high school. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I have to take a shower anyway. I send the text now and just go take a shower. I won't look at my phone for 30 minutes. Every other time you're obsessed with checking your phone. You're like, nope, you're cool over there. Yeah. <laughs> the old risky text and leave. That's what he's doing. He's pulling a risky text and leave. Man. Because he can't, he can't find out. Does he turn the phone on right when they land? Or does he wait till they taxi? Does he wait till he gets off the plane? Maybe he just gets in, in the car with his wife and maybe has her tell him. Leaves in an airplane mode? Yep. <laughs> i think what he's doing is torture oh yeah don't you just need to know yeah yeah like in the original scenario you only have to wait 10 picks yep so it's gonna be about an hour now you you got to do the whole flight and now it's three and a half hours, hours. Yeah. and now you're now you're going back and forth where you could just know in fact you could know before the broncos pick whether or not they're going to get a quarterback for the most part I think he's made a, making a big mistake. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe we need to find out what flight he's on and just hop on that plane. Sit behind him. <laughs> well, you could see him in, uh, probably at the airport in security. Yep. That'd be a great story. Mm-hmm. I was with Joe Flacco on draft night. I was with Joe Flacco when they drafted Drew Locke. Ugh. That would be so sad. Yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not for the Broncos, but kind of sad for Joe. It would be. All right, he goes on and says, the family moving out here means a lot to me. Flacco believes he's the guy. I think Elway does too. Where are you guys at on the 10th pick? Still hoping for Devin White or a trade down? Thanks for the daily pods, guys. Always look forward to it. Yeah, the one that helps the team the most this year uh, is Devin White and helps the defense. I think that's that's the number one scenario for the Broncos in my mind right now. I just don't think he's there, Ryan. I don't. If he's not, a, it creates an issue. I, I wouldn't put Devin Bush out of the question if he's not. I wouldn't either. I'm just not sold that this blueprint that Vic and Ed hand over to John, John's going to write off and say, yeah, I'll go for the number two inside linebacker at 10. It all depends on who's there. It, it makes this thing so hard to predict. Yep. Uh, from Free Lindsay. Hey, guys, I was thinking earlier today about last year's draft and our upcoming draft and wanted to ask your opinion on my hypothetical scenario I made up. Would you rather have Josh Allen or Rosen and Devin White or Bradley Chubb and Dwayne Haskins. Thanks for the great content every day. Okay, so you get Josh. Oh, Josh Allen of this draft. Yes, yes. Gotcha. No, 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 no. Last draft. The quarterback. Oh, Josh Allen or Rosen. Right. And Devin White. Or, oh, or. I'll let you Jeez. answer this when I Jeez, try to figure dude. this out in my head. Okay, so what he's saying is should you have drafted a quarterback last okay. year. Okay. And then gotten a linebacker this year, mm. or should you have drafted an outside linebacker last year and then draft a quarterback this year? I personally, I can't believe I'm saying this after all the slander I threw at this guy. I think I'd go back and get Josh Allen and then take Devin White this year. I would do the opposite. I'd, I'd get Bradley Chubb and Dwayne Haskins. Now, I just think edge players are more valuable. So that's that's where it falls for me. <sighs> Uh, yeah, you're probably fine in either scenario. But yeah, I can't believe I. I'm not on Josh Allen's hype train now, but I can't bash on him anymore. I you, the reason why I went here because I I really do like Haskins and I didn't like Allen coming out 
is I saw that Allen can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, I'm like, oh, he's comfortable out there. He's the man. He like fully feels good about being the man. Who would be your number two quarterback from last year's draft? Knowing everything you know, because Baker was one, right? Rank Everyone's... them. Rank rank the top five. <sighs> Baker one, Avi. Yep. Josh Allen two. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold three. Josh Rosen four, Lamar Jackson five. Same for me, but flip Baker or but flip Darnold and Allen. You're still yeah. Everyone, a lot of people really loved what they saw from Darnold last year. I just wasn't. I was more convinced by Josh Allen. That's all. Um, I don't know if they'll ever put a team around him, which will suck for him. But yeah. uh, I I was more con- like when I watched Josh Allen play, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, this dude's a, a electric out here. Yeah, He's throwing it. 70 yards in the air. He's running for 25-yard scrambles left and right. The scrambling is what shocked me. The yeah, athleticism. I mean, he out-scrambled Lamar Jackson. I mean, <laughs> they played less game. he played less games, but still, like he was incredible out there running around. He was. Next one from Attack Barrett. He says, quick plum follow-up. Cut it in half and grill just a little. Add goat cheese, a pinch of green onion, and drizzle with balsamic vinegar. Very tasty summer appetizer. Had me at goat cheese. <laughs> I'll eat anything with goat cheese. Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. Love the top. Love the off-topic tangents this podcast offers, which really is like half the reason I keep coming back for more. This does set the pod apart from the rest, and absolutely love the heated debates of in and out, straw holes, hashtag team two holes, and all. You guys crack me up. Suppose I should put a football comment in here. How do you guys feel about Stidham in the mid-rounds as a developmental quarterback slash backup? Granted, it may be at a bad... Harbinger? Harbinger for the incomparable Kevin Hogan, but could be interesting. I seem to remember that, that Andre and AJ being high on him entering the year, but a disappointing year dropped him a bit. However... He may benefit from a year as an understudy to the very tall Joe Flacco and then potentially be a decent mid-round gem. Think maybe a fifth? Just food for thought. Like how I tied it all back together here? I do like how you tied it all back together here. I did not like how Zach read it. <laughs> really chopped his way through that one. <laughs> I did. That was a tough one. Um, I like Stidham. He showed me just enough at the, at the Senior Bowl. I came in low on him. He got me back to neutral in, like, the first day. And then the last day, I think he was the best quarterback out there that day, um, including Drew Locke probably. And I thought, all right, this guy can play. Yeah, put him on the board. But the problem is I think he played too well. People got a little too high on him, and now he could go in the second round. Yeah, he's a guy you're not going to get him in the fifth round. Um, and you, you do remember right, Attack Parrot. He was very highly rated. In fact, some people thought he was the number one quarterback entering this season, uh, and uh, a bad year dropped him back. I think he's going to rise this offseason, though. All right, what's the next one? Next one from Sausage Sanga Harry. He says, hey, Ryan, Plum Crusher Koningsberg and Zach Sands Hot Pocket Stevens. Hey there, Sausage Sanga Harry. If Trace McSorley was four inches taller, would he be a round one quarterback? He has the production, the intangibles, and is quite athletic. What are his biggest flaws? As he is now, where would you be comfortable seeing Denver draft him? Cheers. Got a uh, Trace McSorley fan here. Uh, eh, eh. Too small. <laughs> All right, John. He's Kyler Murray. 
Yeah, the Broncos won't draft him. If he was four inches taller, maybe. But, you know, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> That's exactly right. No chance Broncos take him. He is. He's a, he also has kind of a weak arm. Just the two there. things John Elway wants to see in a quarterback. <laughs> not, I shouldn't say weak. Just, I mean, like his arm isn't even close to Kyler Murray's. Just not strong. Yeah. <laughs> from Andreas3000. Hey, guys, so pleased with the schedule. I booked flights from, to Denver from the U.K. for late September two months ago due to unusually cheap prices popping up, which Ooh. coincided with the Great American Beer Festival. Dang, you really made out. <laughs> yeah. I've since been eagerly awaiting the schedule while praying that we have a home game either the 29th of September or the 6th of October, and I'm so relieved that I'll be going to my first mile-high game against Jacksonville. Not the most exciting of all the visiting games this year, but at least it's not a bye week. Anyway, with all that in mind, where would you suggest sitting in the stadium for a first visit? I noticed that all the that the opening song talks about the South Stands. So, <laughs> you, can you please uh, tell me what the different areas are like? This will be my second total Broncos game after the Arizona game last year with the BSN meetup with RK, Brad, etc. Any chance of another organized hookup during the season? Thanks as always, guys. Love the coverage every single day. You know, we're actually having uh, an organized gathering in the UK. For both of those games when you're going to be here. What a shame. What a shame. Um, We can maybe work on something. I think if we were to do something like this this year, it would probably have to be on like a Friday. Right. Before a game. Before a game. Uh, Someone later in the comments I know mentioned um, like a post-game meetup. It's just Zach and I end up working there for like six hours after the game. So that's never really in the cards for us. But I'm so down – for a Friday afternoon, uh, you know, Friday afternoon club, as they used to call it, <laughs> where we can meet up at, you know, one of our partners, have some beers, some wings, whatever, and talk Broncos because it was so fun meeting up at the Arizona game. We'll also try and figure out some road game meetups this year, too. It's a little down the road, but congrats because it's going to be awesome. Zach, do you have any advice on where he should sit? Well, the South Stands is still a thing now, but. Uh, it really got its name with the old stadium, the old Mile High Stadium, because it was bleachers, and that's where it got so, so loud and was kind of the rowdy area. Um, and so it, it tries to carry that over into this stadium, but, of course, the stadium was built a lot better, and uh, so you don't get as much of that, that same effect. But that's where the South Stands comes from. Ryan, I don't know. I don't. There's not a bad seat in the house, really. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't sat very many games in the stands. Um, I, every time I've really ever sat in the – well, the most recent times I've sat in the stands for games were for CU-CSU games. Every time I've been in the south stands uh, because that's where they put the CU student section. And it's fine. Uh, great place to watch a game. Gets rowdy there for sure when we're there. It's always rowdy when we're standing in front of them. So – I'd say just just do that so you can have the South Sands experience. Yeah, get the ultimate experience. Next one from Nick Scott. He says, just want to be the first one to say congratulations on being Twitter famous, RK. I think he's referring to your avalanche tweets, right? Little, I went a little viral on uh, hockey Twitter. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I heard the NHL is hitting you up. I had the NH, the literal National Hockey League was in my DMs this morning. Wow. I was like... Feel like you don't have to ask for permission to use a, a, a video from an event that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you. But I appreciated them asking permission. So you're going to uh, the BSN ABS, is that correct? 
I would love to go write a story about like Kale McCarr or something, but y- you know what I always have to tell myself is like what I couldn't do a better job writing the story than the guy like AJ who's been following this kid's career for five years. So I, I like to I have to stay in my place. It's very nice of you. He continues said also sweet SoundCloud plug. The first game of the season, a Monday night game against the Raiders. Sign me up. I'll come home from college so I can watch with one of my best friends who's a Raiders fan. Have a good one. You need to reevaluate your friendships. <laughs> no, but that's going to be awesome. Um, I like, I like, from a fan perspective, I love having that second game. It's either going to be great or it's going to be terrible. If you lose to the Raiders and you stayed up till midnight and you have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning for work, and then it's just going to ruin your week until Friday. Yeah, it's on your employer to give you that Tuesday off. <laughs> From OGMVP on Plum Talk, I meant to comment yesterday that my mother makes a plum butter, like apple butter, but with plums. It goes on PB&J's bread, any, uh, bread of any kind, pancakes, waffles, and my wife used it in thumbprint cookies. Amazing stuff. Sounds good. On to football. Are there any contracts that come up next year that would be hurt by Harris resigning and then creating a situation that has us spending too much on the corner position? Also... Should we attribute half of Jackson's salary to the safety position to feel better about the secondary spending, especially with Parks and Simmons still on rookie deals? Well, and that's who you have to think about when, you, when you're talking about signing another secondary player is Parks and Simmons, not cornerback. You're set at cornerback. Parks and Simmons are both playing on the last year of their rookie deal. So you have to decide, what's the future? Is Kareem Jackson a, a safety and you're going to put him back there and then just sign one of those two guys? And right now, Ryan, it would probably point to Justin Simmons being the guy you sign. Uh, because then, yeah, then then you need Chris here. But for this, you got to look at it as a secondary as a whole, right? With, with how much versatility there is. And I, I tried to pinpoint Ed Donatell and, and find out how they're going to deal with all this versatility in the secondary. And they're, they're going to let these guys j- just see where they're comfortable with. And he didn't really say whether or not they're going to pinpoint them down. So instead of looking at they're paying $30 million to cornerback, you have to say they're paying you know however much to the secondary. And in terms of guys that come up next year, cornerback, you're, you're locked in. You're good. Um, but you're going to have a lot of money to spend next year. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Do Parks and Simmons come up next year? Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Yep. Um, we have a very special shout-out, Zach. Mm. And it goes out to our good subscriber and loyal listener, Mile High Down Under. We want to congratulate him and his girlfriend, Gabrielle, on their five-year anniversary and this th- week. And thank you for putting up with us, Gabrielle. And thank you so much for riding with us uh, like you do every day with us, Mile High Down Under. Yeah, again, congrats on five years. That's a that's a that's a long time. That's a chunk of time. <laughs> that, is, that is impressive. Uh, so best of luck to you guys, and thank you for putting up with us, like Zach said. All right. Um, we got plenty more questions here, but before we get to them, I want to tell you about our friends at Weinster. If you're like me trying to figure out how to become a mature, refined adult, which I am a long ways away from. Real quick. Last night, I didn't predict the goal, the game-winning goal for the Avs, but I will take a little bit of credit. <laughs> in, the, in the suite... Uh, when I got there, I wanted to have a tequila and soda because that's what I had in game three, mm. and, and they won. Yep. Problem was there was no soda. So I was like, I'm going to have to mix this up. So I just went with some whiskey, and it wasn't working. <laughs> uh, uh. 
<laughs> miraculously, when I went to get a drink before the third period, soda was back. Wow. Now, it's not advisable to be drinking tequila <laughs> after drinking whiskey. And it's not really all that appetizing <laughs> either. But you know what I did? You did it. Took one for the team. Wow. And I made myself a tequila soda. And the Avs scored three goals. There you go. After I started drinking that. So I'm not going to give you any credit. I'm going to give it to whoever put the soda back. The, yeah. <laughs> whoever it was, was really saved us. Anyways, that's a good example of how I'm not a refined or mature adult. <laughs> uh, and it's why you should check out our friends over at Weinster if you're trying to grow up too. Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes them special is that a majority of the wineries that they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. With Weinster, it's easy. All you got to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment from the best small wine producers in the U.S. Then, when you fall in love with one, as a club member, you can have it sent right back to your door with no shipping costs at all. And Weinster has a leg up above the competition because they are founded by three CU Boulder alums. They are my people, and they should be your people too. Sign up today with the code BSN25 and get $25 off your first shipment of wine. Start being a real grown-up. That's Weinster, W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Are you saying I need Weinster? What are you, what are you telling me? You definitely need it. <laughs> I'm going to need you to step up your wine game a little bit. To get that uh, queen white? The queen's white. Mm. Doesn't that just sound fantastic? It does. It sounds very adult. So adult. Can I offer you some queen's white? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what you need to be saying to your girl. <laughs> some queen's white pairs really nicely with a Hot Pocket. <laughs> I don't know if we're going down the adult route there. <laughs> hey, one step at a time. One step at a time. One step forward, two back? Yeah, something like that. Okay. As long as wine I is I think wine serves a two step forward. Mm. Hot pocket, one step back. I like that. I can go down that road. Yeah. So everyone needs to take, even if you're like 65 and listen to this podcast, <laughs> you need wine too. too. Next one coming, next comment coming in from Stebert92. Says, first off, shout out to RK for the Raiders prediction for week one. Crushed it. Tips cap. Now, to the reason I'm here. You and I, 90, are you, were you born in 92? I'm born in 92. I think he was born in 92 as well. Ah, I like that. 92, 92 squad. Welcome, Stebert. Now, the reason I am here. I just ordered my ticket to the home opener against the Bears. I wanted to make it to one of the rivalry games, but work schedules didn't work out well. I figured my first trip to Denver would be just as crazy for this game. I can't wait. After party at Blake Street Tavern? So we're saying, let's go pre-party at Blake Street Tavern. (laughs) And pre-party is in a few days before. Yeah, we'll go like a Friday night. That way it doesn't interfere with my buffs. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that might still interfere with things. But we'll figure something out. And we will put on a nice little week one gathering if, if there's enough people coming out for it. I like that. Also, if it works out... We could, uh, maybe people have already booked this stuff, but we could do like the draft on Thursday. Ooh, not that weekend. Because the, week, the schedule, season will already be underway. Oh, you're right. Okay, well, we'll figure something out. We will figure something out. Uh, but we will definitely try and get together for a big BSN party, if, especially if like a lot of people are coming out for the Bears game. Oh, definitely. All right, from Space Bar. This is the great American novel. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. 
One, for hot sauce discussion, I have enjoyed watching the Hot Ones channel on YouTube. Though I agree, I love Frank's. Louisiana Gold is also a pretty good flavor with just the right amount of heat. I think I've had that. It's real good. Too many brands try to go for the heat instead of the flavor that complements the heat. One I recently tried was called 100% Pain, oh and it tasted horrible and was extremely hot. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't mind the hot, but you have to have the flavor as well. 100% Pain. I'm 100% staying away. <laughs> uh, I'll put it on like a toothpick and just that's something feel I, the That's something I won't try. Uh, I would do that. It's, I would try it. It's it's so dumb <laughs> because your your taste buds are like fried for a solid thirty five minutes. Probably even just a toothpick worth. Yep. Um, I also recently had a uh, truffle hot sauce. Mm. It's called Truff. They should probably advertise for that. But uh, <laughs> it was good. Very rich. So you have to be. I was gonna say. You have to be careful with what you put it on. A rich hot sauce. That sounds good though. It was really good. Does it make me mature? No. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, it actually thinks I think it makes you. Did you say mature or immature? Mature. Oh yeah, it makes you. <laughs> it does. It makes you more mature to have truffle. Anything you have a truffle, sure. that makes you sound more mature. Yep. <laughs> truffle mac and cheese. Yep. Oh yes. Truffle hot pocket. Wow. <laughs> Probably still not mature. Uh, two as a former leader, and he's making a reference here to Vaughn and Fangio. He says, as a former leader, it's always better to tear into a soldier behind closed doors than in front of others. Doing it in front of others, especially to a senior person, does risk the chance to lose that person and others' respect. I saw way more positive changes when dealing with a soldier behind closed doors for negative actions and in front of the troops for positive actions. Yeah, that that makes complete sense, especially in uh, the scenario you're talking about. The only, not even counterpoint, just other scenario is... Bill Belichick rips into Tom Brady in front of everyone. And that straightens a lot of people out. I think that's like an understanding they have. I think it's planned. You think so? Yep. I think he's like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to get you. Jog to the next drill a little too slow. Shouldn't Vic do that to uh, Vaughn? Probably. Set that uh, up. But thanks, Spacebar, for that really inside intel that we couldn't really get from anyone else. Yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, three, love this year's schedule, except for the fact that I won't see any games in person. Opening and closing with o- Oakland should be good games this year. Then Chicago at home in week two. That bye week at 10 is not bad either. Glad to have Cleveland at home again this year. Look forward to beating them instead of losing by one. Other rematches from last year, Minnesota and Houston, both L's. I think... They didn't play Minnesota last year. They did not. No, they played them in the preseason, right? Trev at home. That was an L, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. Um, I, I actually don't think... I think Cleveland will be a good road team. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be intimidated going into into Cleveland. I'll be so happy if they're great, but my my better instincts are telling me they won't be. I think well, what is our over under? I think it's nine. Nine and a half or eight and a half? I don't remember. Nine and a half seems too high. It seems way too high. Yeah, yeah. Eight and a half is intriguing. Yeah. I think they go eight and eight. I think they go nine and seven or better. Take the bet. The hype train is real. He goes on. I think I look most forward to Oakland, Chicago, and Kansas city. Oakland, because of the difference in the Oakland team as a whole, Chicago, because of being Fangio's old team and Casey, because I think Denver has a chip on their shoulder when it comes to them. Now, I think Vaughn really wants to sack Mahomes this year after all the close calls last year. Dang that left-handed pass. 
Man, Spacebar, wouldn't it be great if that Oakland game, final game of the season, meant something to both teams? Then it's not just meaning something. Then it's the rivalries back in Denver. It's going to be cold. Man, that would be so much fun. It's not going to mean anything to the Raiders, for sure. Uh, from Nacho <laughs> Brad. Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, well, yeah, then it's going <laughs> to. It's still not going to mean anything because they'll have uh, number one and home field wow. clinched. Wow. Wow. Ryan, we're almost on weekend. Why do you got to do that to everyone? Sorry. From Nacho Brad, he says, I have been summoned. I'm totally down for coordinating a BSN golf tournament slash fantasy football draft slash cold snack event. As for golf, I'm the Tim Tebow of any foursome. Entertaining to watch. Do a lot of praying. As in, dear sweet Jesus, do not let me shank another ball into that water. And at the end of the day, I'm good for about one good ball every 12 months. (laughs) How about firing off my email to everyone and we can see what kind of interest there would be. All right. So if you want to play in the inaugural bsn broncos open email bsn fighting burritos at gmail.com that is you amazing. heard that completely right <laughs> that is bsn fighting burritos at gmail.com i forgot about when burritos were a, a serious topic yep <laughs> that was was that og it might have been the og food debate was it it was breakfast burritos though wasn't it I just remember Brad doing a road trip to find out that he wasn't... Oh, it was Doghouse. Yeah, it was Doghouse. Yep. Someone told us the other day that they still go to Doghouse because of us. Yep. We should get, like... What's it called uh, when, like, you sell a book and you get a little money <laughs> Oh, <for it>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that called? I don't know what we it is. We get a few cents get... every few days. <laughs> yeah, we should get recurring payments. Man, that'd be great. For all the uh, Doghouse diehards we've created. <laughs> yep. Is it Loyalties? Royalties. royalties. Yeah. <laughs> we get we should get royalties on our doghouse customers. Um okay, so yeah, BSN fighting burritos at gmail.com. Let's figure out how to do the BSN Broncos open. It sounds I've like it's like a dream to me. Anyways, he goes, I'm also down for a BSN meetup party after the home opener. He really meant before. Um <laughs> think we could get that room at Blake Street? Yes, we probably could. I know you guys will be tied up, but the rest of us can hang. Oh, he doesn't even want to hang with us. Salad Becky and I have already booked the flight, and we are locked in. Wow, Nacho Brad is ready to go on his A game. Except he doesn't want to hang out with us after the game. You guys yeah. can do whatever you want after the game. Don't bring us, us into wow. it, though. From Bleed Orange Blue, I really like the way Vic Fangio is taking the lead. His attitude is refreshing. It certainly isn't a good look for Vaughn right now. I really hope Vic ripped into him. Vaughn wanted to become more of a leader this year. Beware of what you wish for. Uh, and he he finishes with, I'm down to play in the BSN Denver golf tourney whenever it becomes a reality. Um, real quick, loved this answer today when t- Tom McMahon was asked, "How does what does a Vic Fangio practice look like? And he said, words. <laughs> he said it's very direct. Um, he said it's direct. There's no wishy-washy stuff. It's very clear who's driving the bus. Gosh, in the whole time, Ryan, I don't want to compare everything to last year, but Tom McMahon was here last year, and it just made me think, like, how much was just bouncing around, and people who weren't supposed to be leading things had to step up and lead things. That's what the team needs. They they needed a leader. And so far, so good with Vic. You want a guy that everyone looks to. Everyone's looking to Vic at practice. That sounds great. From Samuel Bisu, hey, ARK, next press conference, ask Flacco if Delaware is a real place. <laughs> I know what he'll say. He'll say, yeah. And he'll wink at me. He also adds, uh, does Jackson going with 22 mean Sua sticks? Uh, no, it does not. Yeah, it does not. Go ahead. 
Run Phil Run says, Zach and Ryan, first off, I ordered my copy of Take Your Eye Off the Ball today. More royalties for us. <laughs> I'm excited to, ex- to expand my football knowledge. Ryan, could you save me a lot of time searching through old podcasts and repeat that website you mentioned in regards to learning more about the game? A website that you mentioned? Was it bsndenver.com? Ah, oh, there it is. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember doing a website. I don't either. I mean, there's like PFF, but that doesn't really help you learn more about the game. I'll continue to read the comment, and you you mull it over. All right. He says, second, sriracha to me is the best hot sauce hands down. Third, I don't think I have ever even seen a plum, let alone eaten one. Is it possible they don't exist in, like, Delaware? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, and most importantly, just curious, why no other media member, yourselves included, was willing to ask Fangio about Vaughn being late to the first day of minicamp practice? I'd be interested to see what Fangio thinks about this, especially after his focus on eliminating death by inches. Keep rocking and running, BSN Denver, winky face. Ryan, he's calling us out. I think there was just a lot of other stuff on the docket that day. Um, it would, we got to talk to Vic today. He, he very graciously came out for a bonus media session. Typically in the season, you talk to the head coach every single day. So small things like that you can ask on a day because it's, you don't have to get all your pressing things. On, Mon- on Tuesday when we talked to him, we, we thought ha- that was it. And we hadn't talked to him in how long? No, say, I mean since some of the free agent signings. And this was the first time we're talking – or this was the last time we're talking to him before the draft. So it was just packed with a lot of other questions. Also, remember, relationship building is an important thing in this business. And – in really one of the first times we've ever getting to talk to the coach, if you're like, hey, that thing you said was BS, <laughs> it's not a good look. And I know that's not the way you would say it, but if you're saying like, hey, you said that uh, you didn't want players to be late and now Vaughn was late, like how are you going to handle that? It's just – it's not – it's it's a little early yet for uh, for that. But that's not the reason why I didn't ask. I, I think we just had other stuff on our mind. Exactly. Do you think of the website? There's no websites. <laughs> Next one coming in from Joey says, all right, maybe, maybe my friends and I have a problem, but has nobody else done the power hour drinking game? Take a drink each pick. That's what I'm going to do, or that's what I'm going to propose to my friends. Now for my question. Hold on. Have you ever, have you ever done the power hour? Yes. Yeah, I see, that's why you need Weinster. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, and that is not the power. What the the OG power hour is? You gotta you gotta take a shot of beer every minute. Every every minute, and let's just say you get full faster than anything else. Yeah, it's not as bad though as Edward Forty Hands. No, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> have you done that one? Is that on the resume? I have not. It's not on the resume. I have. It ended at a toilet bowl. Is there? A, uh, would imagine. Is there a time limit? No, but here's the thing, Zach. <laughs> You're in taking 80 ounces of liquid. Yep. And I don't know if this um, is a surprise to you, but when you have two giant bottles taped to your hands, you can't exactly go to the bathroom. Mm. So you are in quite a, uh, quite a bit of a rush to finish. So that's why it ended at the toilet bowl. <laughs> that was the first trip. Also, you're, if, if you're going to enjoy these 40s, I don't recommend this under any circumstances. <laughs> If you're going to enjoy them, they got to be cold, right? Mm-hmm. Or else it's going to be harder to drink them. Well, your hands are freezing because they're taped to a freezing Ooh. cold bottle. You want some... Uh... Here's, here's my advice. If you're going to do it, 
put on oven mitts first, then tape it to the oven mitts. You want some? Uh, I like that. You want some eye-opening news? Hmm. A power hour is ninety ounces of beer. Yikes! <laughs> you can just use your hands. Yeah, but here's the thing: is forty hands is malt liquor. Yeah, that's that's rough. Don't ever do that. No, I'm serious, folks. <laughs> no, no, and also if you're doing a the power hour for the draft, then that would be different. Every time a pick is in, you got like ten minutes to. You got to do a, a couple of drinks every every time a pick is in. <laughs> Don't do a drink. Don't do a full drink every pick. No, that'll kill you. <laughs> that kills the person. <laughs> um, from Joe Hareen. Just so straightforward uh, with that. <laughs> uh, from Joe Hearin. I think it's Hearin. Just got that one. What's he, oh. What's oh, he hearing? but he, he continued and said, when do they announce captains? And who do you guys see as the front runners under this new staff? They Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your question. Cap, it's okay. They announced captains in training camp. And I will predict two off. Or, we go, or is it going to be two, two, and two again? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Mm, this is actually very fitting for this week. Joe Flacco. Yes. Philip Lindsay mm. on offense. I'll agree. Uh, on defense. Mm. Who are the just who are the two names that pop out to you? The the two best, right? Chris you, and Vaughn. Yeah. Can you well, count on either of those guys? One is seemingly in the doghouse. Yep. The other one's not even in the house <laughs> at all. Yeah. So where does that leave us? I'll say Has Chris, Chris ever been a captain? I don't think so. That's wild. I'll say Chris is back and he's a captain because I, I can't come up with anything else. I will too. <sighs> Does Vic Fangio end up getting the something. respect for Todd Davis like Vance had? Todd Davis is no. No. What if it's Bradley Chubb? That'd be that'd be very interesting. It would be a statement. I think it it's going to end up being Chris and Vaughn. I don't. I don't think it'll be Vaughn. I think it's going to be this like Vaughn. I'm going to empower you. I need you to be on my side type of thing. By the way, we're just living under this. Uh, Gosh, yeah, I'll go with this. I can't think of anyone else. I like how uh, the captains are quote unquote chosen by the players, and we're totally talking about the coaches. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yep. Special teams. McManus. Brendan Langley. Andy Janovich. Okay. Oh, Brendan Langley. I like that. Although he's not going to make the team just based on special teams, as we found out by your question to Tom McMahon. If Tom McMahon wasn't a fan of that question. No. Maybe, I just, I just said, a- like, do you think Brendan Langley is aware of the fact that you're his greatest advocate? Essentially saying, like, he can make the team through special teams. He's like, no, he's got to make the team on offense. Essentially <laughs> is what he said. Yep. All right, from Orange and Blue Devils, just a quick comment to say that you don't talk about food too much. There are <laughs> others who talk only about football, and that's fine. But you two are hands down the best Broncos podcasters. Mm. Thanks. You weave it all together perfectly and make your pod entertaining. Hashtag team don't change anything. And true fan, <laughs> true champ fan 24 also is on team. Hashtag team don't change anything. Man, I appreciate that. Um, and I, I honestly just wanted to be, spo- what are sports? It, when you boil it down to what the, it, it is at the very basic, it's entertainment. And so you guys chime into this to find out what's going on the Broncos. We tell you everything that happens on the daily, project what's going to happen, tell you what did happen, and just also have some fun while we do it. And here's the thing. 
that I look at it as. When you watch sports with your buddies, do you just talk strictly about sports? You right. kind of talk a little bit about everything. And I've always wanted this podcast to be us talking sports with our buddies. Mm, love and, it. And everyone who ch- chimes in is our buddies. So that's why you get little peeks into our lives and foods we like and all that stuff. So we're never going to just say, like, it's all Broncos talk all the time. <laughs> no off-the-rails t- uh, conversation. I was just right. curious because someone chimed in uh, to, to hear what you guys thought. So uh, I appreciate you saying you come commending us on our entertainment i i like that as well so ryan you're telling me that i'm your buddy you're my buddy nice i've been waiting for that for a long time that just reminded me of that the cutest video ever <laughs> when that little uh little kid was cheering on phil phil Lindsay yep. on the screen he's like he's <laughs> <Yeah>. my buddy <laughs> that's my buddy god that, uh, the cutest damn thing ever from djc15 hey guys long time no comment what are y'all's opinions on the schedule now that they're released? Side note about that Ian Desmond guy. What, uh, what about Okay. There Side note. <laughs> the girl I'm talking to called the Nuggets the Chicken Nuggets, so I ended it right there. <laughs> Just kidding, but she knows she's on a short leash now. LOL. Also, plums are meh. Mm, she better have the same take with you on plums. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what about Ian Desmond? I don't know. He, he had a bomb. I think I think he's had a couple of good games in a row. Maybe he, that's why. But he always hits in San Diego, which is one of the least hitters-friendly parks in the world. Him and Machado should just go down there, retire there. Fair enough for me. <laughs> uh, we kind of talked about the the schedule, so we'll move on. Next True- one from True Champ twenty True Champ fan twenty four. He says buzzer beater. Maybe that came in seven hours ago. <laughs> so not quite. <laughs> the more I watch Tyree Jackson, the more I like him. If I was a day three pick for if it was a day three pick for denver sixth or seventh would you guys be upset i think you'd be a nice project as long as the value is there i think i like him more than hogan keep swinging on athletic six seven qbs until one hits lol just not one in the first or second round there's never been a quarterback over six seven that was successful just so maybe just don't keep so, swinging yeah, and missing so don't do <laughs> what if you just play basketball that there's oh, lots of six seven basketball players draft him in the seventh move him to tight end Hey, Tyree Jackson looks like he could play a bit of tight end. What if that's the new trend? Instead of like getting former basketball players to be tight ends, you take former tall quarterbacks and make them tight ends. There are a lot of former quarterbacks that play tight end. It's true. One being old friend. What was his name? Oh. How did <laughs> Are we you talking Kubiak? No, oh. no, no. I'm talking about the dude who was like the best tight end on the team for half the year. Who was oh, traded from the Patriots. Oh, AJ Derby. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he was the answer, man. He he was a former quarterback. And then there's another guy. Oh, Matt Lacoste, former quarterback. Yep. Now he's a Patriot. Uh, yeah. That's all goes in a circle. Uh, former quarterback that's a Patriot, Kev, or uh, uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. Converted quarterbacks. Yep. That's the move. I'm down with Tyree Jackson late. I am too. I mean late, 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 late. He's not going that late. He's not going that late. So I'm not down Fifth? for Tyree Jackson. I think he'll go higher fourth. If he goes in the fourth, I'm not on board. If he goes in the fi- if you get him in the fifth, I'm on board. God, that makes a lot of sense. It yeah, it really does. You want me to get this one? It's a long one. You want me to take it or you? I'll take it. <laughs> From Bronco Jayhawk J, I have to acknowledge RK for picking the week one and week seventeen schedule. Thank you. Don't know how you do it, but you truly are amazing with these predictions. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I think I've just like watched too much sports. I thought you were going to say you've been touched by God. 
No. No, I'm not. I'm pretty arrogant, but I probably wouldn't say something like that. Um, I, like, I feel like I, I just, all of the, like, ebbs and flows of sports, I feel like I've seen them all before. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, ah, this is the part where that thing happens. <laughs> uh, but I was wrong twice last night, so I can't. Don't can't be too vocal about those. It's true. No one calls you on your losses. They no. only, unless you are a, a, a D-bag. Yeah. Then everyone points out when you're wrong. If you're <laughs> exactly. nice to people, everyone points out with your right. It's a really simple formula. <laughs> exactly. So it's just my two cents on a couple of recent topics. I've lived in Denver for several years after I was born. I did live in Denver for several years after I was born. At the time, I was a Denver everything fan. My mom's side of the family is all Denver fans, except one of my uncles who's a Raider fan. Still trying to figure that one out. He was just being a contrarian. Uh, the Rockies and Avalanche didn't exist until I was about 10 or so. With hockey, I was already a Red Wing fan, so there's no way in hell I would ever root for the Avalanche. Wow. Sorry about uh, not being in the playoffs. In baseball, <laughs> I already got hooked on the Cubs. Right now, all I have is the Nuggets since the Red Wings are awful. Man, I really feel bad about that. No. No, I don't <laughs> at all. Um, you, just need to, you just need to come home. Mm. Come home and just be an everything Denver fan. We'll welcome you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take you in. I actually met someone last night, and this is going to kill you as a Red Wings fan, who was a Red Wings fan converted to an Avs fan. Wow. Via marriage. Wow. Marriage is stronger. Yeah, it really is. That's true love. (laughs) With running, he says, although I'm an avid runner, I've never fully experienced the runner's high. All I can say is that I just enjoy everything about it. After losing 115 pounds three years ago, wow. I ran my first full marathon. I listen to your podcast first before any of my other podcasts every morning. Wow. That is something else. Congratulations. I mean, losing 115 pounds is an incredible feat. Running a marathon (laughs) might even be harder, I think. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Huge tip of the cap. Anyways, he says no questions today, but I'm excited not only for the draft, but for your guys' coverage. I started listening to you last year during the preseason. Listening to you guys makes the offseason more bearable and exciting. Man, we love that you're rolling with us, Bronco Jayhawk Jay. Thank you. Buzzer beaters? Oh, yeah. Of course. Broncos (laughs) fans since 84. This may be the buzzer beater, Ryan. Ryan. So, with your prediction powers, can you tell me what the numbers will be with the next Mega Millions, please? You got any numbers for us? Yeah, I do. I'm just going to mute this part. I'm going to take them, run to the bank. Uh, let's go 11, 27, 44. How high does it go? I think five. <laughs> oh, to 100. 99, right? It does go to 99. I, I don't so. know. I don't know. Uh, 11, 27, 44, 57. One more. And uh, 78. Ding, 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 ding. Those are them. What if they are them? What if I... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of the people who record the week before's lottery and then buy, like, buy their friend a lottery ticket? Oh, my And then play gosh, that one? No way. How, <laughs> I almost cursed. Isn't that messed up? That's I need to watch these videos. It's not. It, it makes me so uncomfortable. Do people start like crying and stuff? They're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> are you kidding me?" Holy, like it's so sad, dude. I can't even like. I can't imagine what the feeling would be like for that to happen. But for it to be wrong, when do you tell them? See, I think every time I've seen one of these videos, the people realize they've made a huge mistake. <laughs> 
they realize what they just did was real messed up. And then you got to stop it as fast as you Once can. Once the person turns around with like tears running down their face out of joy, that's when you, oh. At that point, you owe them $450 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just a nice lunch. Uh, so wrong. Don't do that to people. That's, that's so messed up. So messed up. So now that you, now that you gave everyone those, uh, maybe those are the numbers from last night and you're just messing with us all. <laughs> nope. Those are just <laughs> off the top. He says, now to get to football, and sorry for the scatterbrain questions in advance, how much do you think Elway is enamored with tight ends he has right now? Enough that he doesn't even consider a tight end a need? No, not, not that much. I mean, out there right now on the field, it's just Hireman, Fumigali, and Tamaric Hemingway. Mm-hmm. And that if that inspires you, then... I feel like you don't care about the position at all. How many tight ends does he want? Three. To be contrarian, you have him. Jake Butts, your guy, once he's healthy. Uh, you obviously love Jeff Hireman. And Troy Fumagalli, he's he's out there, Ryan, after the worst hernia ever. I need more. If I, I, How much do you care about the position? Is the position important to this offense? John Elway would tell you no. Okay, then it's fine. They're fine. <laughs> I would say the position's quite important to this offense and to this quarterback, and you need to add one. So, Hawkinson? No. Uh, just get someone in the second round. Second round? Or the third. Nah, you don't want to go or third. Or the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> get some third. guy from the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. He says, what is your take on Jake Browning as a camp arm? Since it seems like most people are down on him, I think he can come in and compete at least for a backup role, if not starter, with the right tutelage. It's not like he can't throw the deep ball. When he had Josh John Ross, he threw it up enough. Just didn't have the speedster the, the last couple of seasons. And uh, before Ryan answers, he is shaking his head back and forth harder than I've ever seen him do that. I'm pretty dizzy. <laughs> Well, you know, here's two things that John Elway would really like about Jake Browning. Uh, one, he's undersized, and two, he has a weak arm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good formula. No, and, and I look like when I say a guy has a weak arm, it doesn't mean like he can't throw it 40 yards. Um, he made throw, of course, he made throws to John Ross. I trust me, I saw it all over my team in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, it's just it's it's velocity on on straight throws. It's not about the long ball. I mean, pretty much if you started in college, you can throw the ball 60 yards in the air, you know, on, on a loop. It's about hitting someone in stride on a 15-yard in route when the window is the size of the football and throwing it in there with velocity. He, he can't do that. So um, I'm very, very low on Jake Browning. And, in fact, in, like, pick'ems, I always picked against him, so uh, I'm not a fan at all. What happened? I feel like he fell off a cliff. Wasn't he the hot thing? He was at one point because he was young and come in and rising quickly, uh, and then he just kind of ta- he just plateaued. He really, really tapered off. Well, Ryan, that was the buzzer beater before the buzzer beater came in from Ooh Benny Lava. As of right now, he has a buzzer beater. It says Jamal Carter, not Quentin Carter. Oh my gosh, did I feel silly. Why do you guys think that player-for-player trades aren't that prevalent anymore? I seem to remember them occurring fairly regularly back in the day, unless I'm just remembering incorrectly. You guys are the freaking best. Thanks for everything you do. 
This podcast has been going on for seven hours. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Um, it, on the website, it says this comment came in six hours ago. And if it was a buzzer beater, then it's been seven hours, Ryan. Maybe that's why the other one said seven. Mm. There's some sort of clock problem on the website with that. Answer the question quickly because we got to get out of here before more come in. Um, <laughs> I think it's because the players don't equate very often. And for a player for player trade to work, you, it requires one team seeing one, two teams seeing two different guys in two very different lights. Meaning, the Broncos see Shane Ray as uh, expendable, and the Falcons see Shane Ray as something they need. And then the Broncos see some player that's on the Falcons as something they need, and, and they see him as expendable. It's just you have to have like this this meeting. That for some reason just doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And I feel like... And everyone just wants draft picks. Exactly. And I don't know why it's changed for, from the past, but right now, I feel like when you do a player-for-player player trade, you say, okay, Chris is worth a second-round pick. And that team says, yeah, we agree on that. And then they would say with their player, okay, this guy's worth a second-round pick. And they say, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then they do the player-for-player player swap. Why not just, if you're equating everything to draft picks, why not just trade for the draft pick? Don't know. Wasn't listening to anything you said. Let's go Thanks, home. Ryan. <laughs> uh, you guys got – no, I mean, it's you're right. Everyone wants draft picks because the teams that are trading are usually building. So they'd rather trade a player for a draft pick. Well, you people, you wanted your two-hour podcast. I'll be honest. Before the podcast, I thought, well, if we do this efficiently, we might be able to miss traffic. That ain't happening. Mm. You guys came through with the questions, and they were good, and we had to give good answers, and now here we sit with a two-hour podcast. And at least we're going to have something to listen to on our drive home stuck in traffic. Yeah, listen to ourselves. <laughs> um, before I do let you go, I want to tell you about our friends over at LiveWell. LiveWell Enlightened Health is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-way half ounces and $60 pre-way ounces every single day. LiveWell has six locations in Colorado. From the bottom to the top, including Fort Collins and Denver, where they have six locations, visit livewell.com slash BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's livewell spelled L-I-V-W-L-E-L-L-W-E-L-L.com slash BSN. I'm going to bed. It's getting me down.